Joe Biden, who right now, I think his approval is at a 61%. Uh, the first 100 days of a new administration is usually when they could get the most done. Um, right now, you got horrible economic numbers as the backdrop. You got progressives, neoliberals, and conservatives who want major stimulus. You got progressives, neoliberals, and a lot of conservatives that want a $15 minimum wage, which, by the way, a $15 minimum wage is the moderate to conservative position. It should be closer to 23 to $25 minimum wage with uh, taking into account inflation over the last 30 years. So a $15 minimum wage should have been years ago. And we're not even talking about a $15 minimum wage right away. We're talking, about, talking in this neoliberal phased-in $15 minimum wage. But when Joe Biden was pressed, pressed by uh, CBS, here's what he said about whether a $15 minimum wage uh, would happen as part of his COVID relief bill, the $1.9 trillion bill that he's already moonwalking away from that, too. Here's what he said about a minimum wage. Let, let me get something straight here. Joe Biden, who is the president, who has, is at a 61% approval rating, he is some passive grasshopper sitting on a park bench saying, you know, I think, I, I just don't think it's going to pass. I don't think we could get the $15 minimum wage as part of the COVID relief bill, which, by the way, to be clear, because the corporate media framing is that this is a massive $1.9 trillion bill, $1.9 trillion is insufficient for the magnitude of the economic gunshot wound we have. Just like $750 billion was insufficient over a decade ago, $1.9 trillion is insufficient. A $1,400 check, now means tested, is insufficient. A $2,000 check was already insufficient. The fact that they're not doing it monthly is insufficient. 
And by the way, when they talk about means testing the $1,400 $1, check under the premise, well, we don't want people making $350,000 a year. They always, they always kind of cloak it in, we don't want the really rich uh, getting that benefit, even though they're trying currently to repeal the salt cap, uh, the salt tax cap, which in English is just a deduction for rich people. Chuck Schumer is trying to completely repeal the salt tax deduction cap, which is a huge, huge sexual favor to wealthy, upper-middle-class Democratic Party donors. Well, let me remind you, the Washington Post, it's rare, did a really good investigation, I think it was last year, on the Afghanistan war. And you know what they found? That literally, literally, contractors were being told on the ground in Afghanistan we expect you to dole out $3 million daily for projects in a single Afghan district, roughly the size of a U.S. county. The contractor once asked a congressman whether the lawmaker could responsibly spend that kind of money back home, $3 million a day. Quote, he said, hell no. Well, sir, that's what you just obligated us to spend, and I'm doing it for communities that live in mud huts with no windows. And by the way... USA, uh, USAID guessed that 90% of what they spent was overkill in Afghanistan. Well, I didn't hear any discussion in that Washington Post piece or from the Pentagon or from Joe Biden or from Mitch McConnell and the rest of them on means testing money in Afghanistan and Iraq and Somalia and Yemen and all the other countries that we are spending obscene amount of money on but we can't we have to means test a $1,400 check and before I get back to the $15 minimum wage fight let's just be clear when they talk about survival checks I don't know maybe I'm traveling even though I haven't been in the field recently maybe I'm traveling in an entire different universe but $1,400 is not going to make somebody survive you have people who are literally six months to a year behind in their rent or their mortgages or their student loan payments or name your bill that you are significantly behind on. Not to mention, your rent is not being forgiven, folks. Your mortgages are not being forgiven, folks. That bill is coming due either at the end of March or the moratorium on evictions whenever that Whenever the music stops and they uh, expire that moratorium, you're going to owe between ten dollars and $20,000 in rent. That's just a guesstimate. These are not survival checks. Is it better to have $1,400 check in the mail rather than not have it? Yeah, but the framing, this corporate framing that these are survival checks and this is desperate help for the middle class, it is way, way insufficient. Way, way, way insufficient to the magnitude of the problem. So now we have Biden acting like a little innocent grasshopper who has no influence. This is the president of the United States pretending that he has no authority, no power, no muscle to make sure that a $15 minimum wage in his, is in his COVID relief bill. Uh, the CBO has scored what a, a $15 minimum wage would do. 
Bernie Sanders' bill to hike the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour would grow the deficit by $54 billion over a decade, Congress's independent budget scorekeeper estimated Monday. That prediction of a deficit pile up could work in Sanders' favor as he fights to include the minimum wage increase in the package Democrats are crafting to enact Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus plan. Under the fast-track budget process, Democrats could use to clear the aid package with just 51 votes in the Senate. The bill must have a direct and substantial impact on federal spending, revenues, or the debt. So the Congressional Budget Office score is a boon for Democrats fighting for the minimum wage to be included, even as Biden cast doubt on whether it would pass muster under Senate rules for the reconciliation process. Quote, what that means is that we could clearly raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour under the rules of reconciliation, Sanders said about CBO's predictions. Let's be clear, we are never going to get 10 Republicans to increase the minimum wage through regular order, said Sanders, chair of the Senate Budget Committee. The only way to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour now is to pass it with 51 votes through budget reconciliation. So here you have Joe Biden going on national television I mean, he's either doesn't doesn't know what's going on or he's just gaslighting you. I think he's just gaslighting you. Uh, And he's saying, uh, well, you know, I don't think it could get through based on Senate rules. No, the CBO has scored it. That is what needs to happen for it to go through the budget reconciliation process. So the key is in what that political story said is for those fighting for a $15 minimum wage, which I just want to be clear. I don't, I'm not for a $15 minimum wage. I'm for a $25 minimum wage, but I, I'm not going to poo-poo it. $15 minimum wage would lift, I mean, millions and millions and millions of people out of poverty. So it's not something that I'm going to say, let's not fight for it. I'm just saying the framing at this point that $15 minimum wage is going to bring us to the promised land. If, we'd, if we've had $7.25 this long, once a $15 minimum wage goes into effect, God, it's going to be a mountain of a climb, a mountain of a fight to stop them from keeping it at $15 minimum wage for the next 30 years like they did at 725. Joe Biden, I don't want to hear that $1.9 trillion is an amazing, sprawling bill. It's insufficient. Right now, you have 45% of the workers that have been laid off during coronavirus still have not gotten their jobs back. That's almost half of the jobs still not back. And I got news for you. Like during 2008, 2009, the financial crash, those companies, once, you know, vaccinations are more thoroughly distributed, once we could get back to some economic normal, they're going to continue to do more with less because they are going to use the coronavirus uh, pandemic as an excuse not to hire back the majority of their uh, workforce and to squeeze even more juice out of the orange, which is the workers of America. So this is unacceptable. And frankly, you know, I've been accused of um, being a Bernie bro and never criticizing Bernie. Well, I got something to say about that. Uh, I'm going to steal from Rising and just play the clip they played. This is what Bernie said in response to Biden, essentially moonwalking now uh, away from a $15 minimum wage. Now, to be clear, he supports raising the federal minimum wage. Uh, He just thinks it's not going to make it into the final bill. You're the Senate Budget Committee chairman. Is President Biden wrong? Well, I hope he is, Jake. Uh, As you indicated, the president supports the $15 an hour minimum wage. I do. Let me stop Jake Tupperware right there. Jake Tupperware. 
Um, this is this corporate framing. They're just stenographers for the powerful. He just thinks. He just thinks he's not going to make it's not going to make it into the final bill. What is this? The janitor? He just thinks it's not going to make it into the final bill. He's the president of the United States, for God's sakes. Stop carrying water for right-wing Republican Joe Biden. And I know what's coming, Jordan, but you voted for him. Yeah, I'm not going to defend my vote for the next four years. I stand by it. I gave you the reasons I did it. I told you, you vote for whoever you want. I never pushed you to vote for Joe Biden. I respected your vote. You, I don't voter shame people. If you didn't, if, if you chose not to vote for him, that's fine. I chose to vote for him because what I was seeing, the the growing extremism at these rallies, and I'm never, you know, and I still criticize Biden even even after I told you I was going to vote for him. So I knew it was coming. This is not a surprise to me. I did it. I stand by it, and that's the end of it. But what's amazing here is this corporate, this corporate framing. He just thinks it's not going to make it into the bill. If Joe Biden wants it into the budget reconciliation bill, it would be in the budget reconciliation bill. Do you think the CBO is going to like go to war with the president to not have this into the budget reconciliation? I just showed you that the CBO officially scored, said raising it to $15 minimum wage would, would add $54 billion to the federal deficit. $54 billion to the... Federal deficit, which is bullshit anyway, because modern monetary theory, it doesn't matter. We have the money. So the, the, the corporate media is pushing this nonsense that Biden has no agency here. Biden has no authority here. Biden has no muscle here. He just, you know, they say he won big against Trump. Well, he, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a matter of he thinks it's not going to make it into the final bill. He's not fighting for it to be in the final bill. Bernie, also, I have a bone to pick with. I have a bone to pick with, Bernie. So let me get something straight. Bernie gave Biden his endorsement, no questions asked, didn't demand for his endorsement. I'm not saying Bernie shouldn't have honored that he was going to endorse and and support the Democratic nominee. That's what he said in the beginning of his second presidential run. You know, he's an honorable guy, so obviously he was going to follow through. But there's something called negotiation. There's something called exerting leverage. He didn't need to come out exactly what he did to support Biden. He didn't need to do it as vociferously as he did uh, throughout the election. He, he could have very well said, yeah, I'll endorse you right now. I want labor secretary. That's it. Or I'll endorse you right now. Guaranteed $15 minimum wage if we, if we take the Senate put it through budget reconciliation. He didn't do those things, apparently. Biden passed them up for labor secretary. Now Biden is moonwalking away from the only thing Bernie apparently demanded from Biden, which was a $15 minimum wage. And frankly, this response from Bernie ain't enough for me. You're the Senate Budget Committee chairman. Is President Biden wrong? Well, I hope he is, Jake. Uh, As you indicated, the president supports the $15 an hour minimum wage. I do. The last poll I saw has 62% of the American people supporting it, because at the end of the day, we are in the midst of massive income and wealth inequality. People on top are doing phenomenally well. And yet we have literally tens of millions of Americans working for starvation wages. You cannot make it in any state in this country on nine or 10 bucks an hour. We've got to raise that minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. And I can tell you, as chairman of the Budget Committee, 
We have a, a room full of lawyers working as hard as we can to make the case to the parliamentarian that, in fact, raising the minimum wage will have significant budget implications and, in fact, should be consistent with uh, reconciliation uh, rules. So let me get something straight. Why is it all this, I think, I think we have an army of lawyers trying to make the case to the parliamentarian, whoever the hell that is. The Congressional Budget Office has already scored what a $15 minimum wage would do. They say it would add $54 billion to the, for the federal deficit, which I don't really give a damn about, and you shouldn't either. Modern monetary theory will tell you we have all the money in the world for this. The debt, the deficit, it's all made up bullshit. We print money like we breathe. We print money for war in Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, subsidies for Goldman Sachs, Pfizer, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, you know, the tax cuts for the rich, the corporations. Uh, we could print money for a $15 minimum wage, no problem. But what's amazing to me about this is Biden is sitting here pretending like he has no responsibility in all this. He's got no agency uh, authority in all this. We got to leave it to the parliamentarian. We got to convince the parliamentarian, Bernie says. Bernie, if you haven't gotten a memo yet, Donald Trump is out of office and the Democratic Party is still fixated on Donald Trump. Instead of fixating on the economic gunshot wound that we're all suffering from, not all of us, but most of us, they are, I mean, the, the Democratic Party's campaign strategy just came out. They want to run the midterm campaign on QAnon, on making Republicans extreme. How'd that work out when you focused on the Tea Party's extremism? This is what they want to focus on, Marjorie, Green, Marjorie Taylor Greene and QAnon. I'm not saying Marjorie Taylor Greene isn't an extreme bad lunatic, and I'm not saying the Republican Party shouldn't feel the pain and be targeted politically for their extremism. But that's not going to help people put food on the table. It ain't going to help people make sure they don't have to decide between medicine or food for their kids. It's not going to help people avoid being kicked out onto the streets when the eviction moratorium is lifted, which nobody's talking about that in Biden's $1.9 trillion, sweeping $1.9 trillion that you see in all these corporate media write-ups. $1.9 trillion is not enough for the magnitude of the problem. And frankly, I'd like Bernie Sanders, you did your job. You help Biden get elected. Now fight Biden publicly. He's already moonwalking away from $2,000 checks, which Bernie is now giving the Democratic line in interviews. Yes, it's a $1,400 plus the $600. Bernie, come on. You're better than this. I'm not going to go as far as some others calling you, you know, sellout and Lucifer and all this. But Bernie, you've still got a massive movement behind you. Yeah, there's people who are mad at you. Whatever. You still got a huge movement behind you. Use that movement. Pressure Biden publicly. Shame Biden publicly. You're 79 years old. You know, you don't know. You don't know how long, much longer you're going to be able to serve in the Senate. And, you know, the devil's advocates could say, well, Jordan, I mean, Biden's only been in there for five minutes. Why shouldn't Bernie take the diplomatic approach? Well, do you, has history shown you that taking a diplomatic approach with the corporate Democratic establishment and Joe Biden is going to get you to the economic promise land? 
You think taking a diplomatic approach and saying, well, I hope the miss, I hope the miss, I hope Mr. President is wrong. I hope Mr. President. Um, I hope that he's wrong. Bernie, say he's wrong. Say the Congressional Budget Office just scored it. It has a direct budget impact. They said the current, the CBO says X, Y, and Z. So it fulfills the requirements that there be a direct budget implications and there is no excuse for president biden not to honor his core campaign um core campaign position and by the way be clear in biden's interview with that corporate hack from cbs he said he's open to negotiating that phasing in of the 15 dollars. it's already going to take till 2025 if it passed as law today it's already going to take till 2025 for it to be $15 minimum wage. First, it would go from 725, I think, to 950, then to 11, and so on and so on. So now Biden is open to negotiating that insufficient phasing. He's open to negotiating the phasing in. So what are we going to get? A $15 minimum wage by 2040? Are you kidding? Bernie, what are you doing? But now, on top of Biden moving away, on top of Biden moving away from an actual $2,000 check, now moonwalking away. And this is moonwalking away. He could say rhetorically, yes, I'm for a $15 minimum wage. When you as the president of the United States do not exert your power and authority and say, well, I I just don't know if it's going to get into the final bill. Again, if Biden wanted it in the final bill, it would be done. Do you think Trump as president or Mitt Romney as president or name your right wing extremist as president would say, yeah, you know, I think that one point eight or one point five trillion dollar tax bill, you know, uh, we just got to uh, we got to check with the parliamentarian if 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 we could get it into a budget reconciliation process. We've got to check with the parliamentarian. Are you kidding me? This is not checking if it's constitutional this is not checking if it's kosher this is joe biden does not care to fight for a 15 dollar minimum wage because joe biden is a right-wing democrat from 1985 that's the truth he's not going to fight for it he's not going to fight for anything maybe he'll fight for focus on getting the vaccine uh spread because trust me his donors want people vaccinated his donors want the economy brought back and i would just assume joe biden isn't a complete psychopath that he would want this coronavirus to continue into into perpetuity with three thousand people dying every day then you have you know corporate hacks like john ossoff who ran on two thousand dollars uh two thousand dollar quote-unquote survival checks he's sending out democratic party you know fundraising begging Democrats' success in Georgia last election cycle is proof. Early investments deliver results. Hardworking organizers have been fighting to flip Georgia for years. And we knew full well that victory would not come easy. But this party kept at it, investing early and fighting for every last vote. And it paid dividends when Georgia delivered Joe Biden the presidency and Democrats control the Senate. Now it is incumbent upon us all to sustain our party for the long haul, to ensure that our victories this year will not be outliers. Well, Mr. Ossoff, Senator Ossoff, 
Why the f*** should I care? Excuse my French. Why should I or anybody else care? Why should I or you or the suckers that continually give money to the corporate Democratic Party be putting down their money to invest in its future when they're not honoring the, the, even the bare minimum promises they made to get elected in Georgia, to elect Biden? They are walking back on a $2,000 check. Then the $1,400 check, which is a joke, is now going to be additionally means tested. And you're sending out emails. Oh, you know, your hard work organizing got us elected so that we could break our promises to you. Now, now give us more money so we could break more promises to you. And this is why they're going to get wiped out in 2022. They could they could play as many QAnon ads as they want. They will get wiped out in 2022. Republicans will retake the House. Republicans likely would retake the Senate. That's what's going to happen. And by the way, not just not let's not keep it just at Bernie Sanders. Uh, where is the squad? You know, I'm not saying fraud squad. Where is the squad? We got one, two, three, four. Ed Rokana, Pramila Jayapal, Mark Pocon, Jamal Bowman, Corey Bush, Marie Newman got elected on Medicare for all. Mondaire Jones got elected. You got that question mark there. Nina Turner, not there yet, might be eventually that's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven where are they on biden saying well you know i don't know if it's going to get into the final covid bill but you know i'll i'll look into it and you know maybe i could twist the arm of the parliamentarian what is this why are you there you know i was listening to an interview with the great uh, shama sawant the great Shama Sawant. Uh, she did an interview on Rising, and she did an interview on, uh, I think, Brianna Joy Gray's podcast. Uh, she's the C- socialist Seattle uh, city council member. And she made the point that things like force the vote and, and any other thing, it's not, or, or running particular candidates, it's not only about those specific fights, right? You know, it's not only about Force the vote isn't only about um, getting a Medicare for all floor vote or pushing a particular candidate isn't only about getting that person elected. All of this is about building a vibrant, progressive infrastructure to fight across the board on all issues. And it's expected the, the, the main thing is not whether you're going to win or lose on each and every individual fight. It's that you build an apparatus, you build an organizing structure to fight so that at some point you start winning, but you have to be willing to fight. And I I really liked how she put it because it made sense that, yeah, force the vote, whether you win, whether you lose, it's not the ultimate thing. And that's what AOC and these others, I think, lost sight. And all these, you know, Debbie Downers who said, well, you're going to lose, so why try? It's about building the organizing structure to fight so that at some point you do start winning. When she ran, she was explaining it on the podcast, when she ran in 2013 or 14 for Seattle City Council, she assumed she was, she didn't expect to win. But the point was to show that, an alternative, because she's part of the socialist alternative, could potentially run a organized campaign 
that is competitive so that you start giving traditional Democratic Party voters an alternative so that more and more Democratic Party voters fall out of this pattern of, well, I'm, I'm going to vote for the Democrat because that's the only one could, who could win. Just like if they would have fought for Medicare for All or, or the floor vote, so what if it loses? Maybe it doesn't lose by as much as you think, and it gives more Americans that aren't ready to fight for Medicare for All a view, you know, wow, this was closer than we thought. Oh, wow, there's actually people fighting. I want to join them. So this, you know, what Bernie is doing right now and what Squad is doing right now, I'm not saying they're Lucifer. I really think people need to get out of this, you know, black and white thinking of, you know, everybody's a sellout and everybody's bad or whatever. Like, life is not black or white. I know it does incredibly well for clicks to make it so. I know it's, you know, there's a huge, huge, you know, niche little industry on the left now, you know, everybody is Lucifer that doesn't roar as much as I do. I'm not about that. You know, at some point, at some point, Bernie, and maybe he'll never, maybe I'll just forever respect Bernie Sanders uh, for what he has done for the progressive movement, but also have to add that he was a naive weakling when it came to using political power, because as of now, he's a naive weakling when it comes to political power. I said it during the campaign. I say it now. Bernie is not the president, but Bernie has a huge public platform and an army behind him ready to shame the president. And I think Biden does care about optics. I think Biden does care about keeping up appearances as middle class Joe. Bernie could Bernie could have said in that interview yesterday and he could say it right now. He could do a press conference. He could do a digital video. Uh, Mr. President, with respect, you are wrong and it's time to fight. This can be put into budget reconciliation. Uh, because it does have a direct budget impact. The Congressional Budget Office has scored it as having a, a budget impact. There's nothing stopping us from putting this in with the overall COVID bill, and we need to do it now. It's already insufficient that this would be phased in over five years. We need to do it now. And Bernie needs to be pressured to do this. I, I don't know. I mean, at some point, who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? You, you don't have to worry about being scapegoated now for, you know, reelecting Donald Trump. He's gone. So what is the downside, Bernie, of fighting? You are now the budget chairman. But this whole diplomatic approach where you're going on interviews and saying, well, I, I hope Biden's wrong. He is wrong. He is. And again, where is the squad? Bernie with the squad over in the House. They could be raising Hell, I don't know why they're not. The bottom line is Biden's moonwalking away from a $15 minimum wage. He's saying he doesn't think it could be put into his overall COVID bill because of some Senate mumbo jumbo rule, even though the CBO has uh, said it has a direct budgetary effect. That's the main marker for whether uh, something could be put into you, something could be proposed under budget reconciliation. Unless Biden is still, you know, you know, holding out to break bread with Mitch McConnell and, you know, return us to the good old days where Democrats and Republicans, you know, together, screw you. I mean, it's, it's just a joke. And it's time. We need fighters. It doesn't matter if you lose or win on every single issue. It matters that you fight. Because you do, if you don't fight, 
you're going to lose. If you don't fight at all, you're going to lose. Biden, if Bernie is under the misconception that Biden genuinely in his heart and fire in his belly wants a $15 minimum wage, and that's a major priority for him, then Bernie, you're, you're naive. You're naive if you think that. He's not going to fight for it. He's showing you he's not going to fight for it. So you have to fight him publicly. And the media will cover it if it's a food fight. That's the only thing they care about. They've lost Trump as a 24-7 media topic. As others have reported, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News' ratings plummeted the first week that Trump was out of office. Trump can't access his Twitter and Facebook anymore, so they don't have their hourly reactions to Trump's madness. And they're looking for something. So Bernie, use it. Fight him. AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, Ilhan Omar, Ro Khanna, Pramila Jayapal, Mark Pocon, Corey Bush. Um, who's the other one? Jamal Bowman. Whoever I'm forgetting. What are you doing there? What are you doing there? 